When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why, why are you yelling at me? Whatever, make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Shaper. My boy's awake and smart. This is Happer and Shaper. We are back. Are you taunting our uh, stream viewers? Just pointing. Much like D Wayne. Yeah. When fireflies. That kid. song is so bad. That song is amazing. It is absolutely terrible. I get a thousand hugs. It's one of those things that people claim they lightning like. Bugs. That's just a total ironic thing, and I, I hate stuff like that. It drives me nuts. Awful. All right, eighty-nine percent of the vote last of night. Of course, it's the best. It was the best song out of the three. I don't know what even the other two songs were. Uh there was. I don't even know either. It was the only song I knew of the three. And then immediately upon seeing it put up there, and then it was at like seventy-nine percent. I was like, oh no. So the um, the women's game had a uh, a big crowd of kids there yesterday. Mm-hmm. So they did like some kids like pop popular songs. And the winner, of course, was Olivia Rodrigo's "Good for You" at the, at the women's game. Not surprising. And she, we were just talking. You don't about know her. anything about Olivia Rodrigo. Do She's you? a licensed uh, driver's license person. That's correct. Yeah, she works at your local DMV. Yeah, she's the one that uh, you know you have to write the check to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you missed that whole thing. But there was like, I mean, what she was thing? she was really big for a few weeks. Really big, like to I'm talking who? about really, really big. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. You missed the whole thing. I'm fine. You, like, I, yeah. I know you're fine. I know you're fine. You missed the whole thing though, and that's okay. Um, I'm really dubious that there was a thing. Did it Jake a know thing. there was a thing? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if he could hear us right now. I don't think he could hear us right now. Hey, Jake. All right, he's going to step up to the microphone. Hey, Jake. What's up, guys? How are you? I'm fine. What's going on? So, um, are you aware of Olivia Rodrigo? Yeah. Okay. Well, only, really only because of Happer, though. No, actually, no, that's not true. Is Happer just like trying to claim that something is a thing when no, it's not really a no, thing? No, 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 no. no. Sorry, Big Sky, are, Big Sky likes Olivia Rodrigo, okay. too. Right. Uh, it was a thing. 
I think I think uh, Rico likes Olivia Rodrigo. All you have to do is pay Nick. attention to anything. And all she's these, all these she's young everywhere. kids. What would I be paying attention to? I'm not saying that I like her. I I do like her, but I'm, that's is not the point of the conversation. The, the point of the kids. conversation is: was it a thing? And it was. I didn't know the song you were talking about the other day. The, the one driver's that, license. Yeah, I didn't know that. I I, I didn't know that. He, I was I'm with Shaper on that. How did you not I know did, driver's license? I Come didn't on, know yeah, it. That one was a DMV. <laughs> It just sounds great. Olivia Rodrigo. No, I didn't know that. Olivia Rodrigo had her moment, and it's still continuing, and we love her. So Rico's in on Olivia Rodrigo. I, it's it's not the question is not whether or not we are in. Oh. I think Rico and I are both. Yes, in. we are in. But is it is is it a thing? Is was Olivia Rodrigo a thing? And yes. I say very much yes, unequivocally. You're yes. gonna put it on. Is that a poll question for us today? Oh. Yeah, I mean, it would be overwhelmingly yes. Is okay. slash was Olivia Rodrigo a thing? If people are telling the truth, now people might want to be like, what, who's Olivia Rodrigo? Which you don't do. I'm not accusing you of. You really you, don't know you, things. You genuinely don't know. <laughs> the oblivious yeah. nature of which I live knows no bounds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you missed it. Yeah. Well, look, it's uh, the Old Town Road thing. Like, yeah, I, you genuinely, missed that too. The first that time, too. The first time I ever heard that song, I was standing... In Memorial Stadium for the spring game. Jeez. Yeah. How? What was your response to and that song? And that was the same day that I found out whoever that stupid yodeling kid was. <laughs> that Mason Ramsey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, what a, what a day for Mike Schaefer that was. Like, how did that Mike Schaefer doesn't pay attention to the internet until Dude, the I internet the, shows up in front of his face. <laughs> I saw the OG Mason, Mason Ramsey yodeling in Walmart, and then like months later it was like, this kid is amazing. Let's make songs with him. It was very strange. Is he still a thing right now? Is that kid still around? Uh, I think really. he still makes songs. So he's, Not he's, currently a his thing, His fame though. is over now. He had it. Basically. Whatever happened to Tom Hanks' kid that nobody likes? Colin Hanks? No, the one the with the one. Jamaican accent? The, is it Chet? Chet Hanks? Yeah. Uh, was he, that a uh, thing? Did I miss this? Look uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Rico's face. Well, uh, there's a whole domestic abuse thing oh, with him and his yeah. girlfriend. So it wasn't quite the summer he had planned? No, it was not. I think she was abusing him, though. I don't remember, but it was a We're domestic abuse between Rico, are you two. Are you TMZ for the ticket? Like you, you're all over the stuff. I had just randomly on Twitter. Twitter is my life. Well, Rico's life. always on his phone. He knew about raccoons eating cotton candy. Dude, that before. was great. You're welcome. <laughs> you didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. Tiny Pig was a thing. <laughs> I never thought of a Tiny Pig. <laughs> I love that. I don't know. I'm just not aware of anything. <laughs> yeah, no. I get all my news from Twitter. Twitter doesn't lie. And yet, but you knew in the about- hallway, I knew specifically which was Fred Hoiberg's one uh, score win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and rattled it off without hesitation. But but you did know about um, you did know about Fireflies by Alice. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't avoid that. You can't avoid that. And when did that, that would have came out when ago. I? Like yeah, co- I, I mean that would have came out when I was far more in tune to what was happening. Actually, was, was, Fireflies was oh nine. I, that was my freshman year. That was two thousand nine. That song came out. It was two thousand nine. So he heard it in twenty nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, ten years later. Yeah. When no, you go no, Schaefer, no, right. He was locked in in two thousand nine. Yeah. No, okay. I would say roughly about twenty seventeen is when I completely checked out on everything music. <laughs> you just <really>. gave up. <laughs> yeah. Just done. Like country, I still kind of like hung in a little bit on, but not really. Uh, Haver's meme guy, Olivia Rodrigo, is slash was and still very much a thing. That girl's got talent. I would agree with all of that. Um, Olivia Rodrigo. Does she Rod- actually have talent? Yes, or no, she's, she's legitimately. No, she's, she is an actress and a singer. 
She, okay. She's legitimately good. You should listen to her album. It's called Sour, in all caps. Olivia Rodrigo was slash is a thing. Uh, we're getting... I, not that we needed this confirmed. I, I I feel like I'm on an island sometimes because I have to f- convince Schaefer things <laughs> of things that are obviously real. And that, he's like, no. <laughs> that, that's a lie. He's like, are we sure that they're real? And I'm like, hmm, actually, maybe not. But yes, I do this. Uh, yeah. All the time. Well, <laughs> you're just like, yeah, tigers are a thing. Nah, I don't think tigers are real. <laughs> what is it? Uh, I never heard of a baby tiger. <laughs> is it next, is it, it, tomorrow that we do the uh, TMZ, TMZ thing? Yeah. yeah. Who knows what will come up this week. Maybe Olivia Rodrigo will pop what, up in there. What was the tiny pig thing all about again? Remind I don't me. remember. I've never heard of a tiny, tiny pig. Something about teacup pigs or something? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I haven't asked if I wanted to, like... If I'd want a tiny pig, and I was just like, "Well, I've never thought of it." <laughs> it's a great, it's a great bite. It's a great bite. I have never thought of a tiny pig. Uh, so, uh, look, I mean, we're gonna hard transition to Sam McEwen of the World Herald here. Bye. In just a couple minutes. Thank you for your input, Jake and Rico. We appreciate you both. Good stuff. Uh, Ubaldo asked a question. Well, Rico just left. We have to call Sam in order for this to happen. I'm like, all right, time to disperse. Time to call Sam. Rico's just like, I'm out. Maybe he's going to call him from his phone. He left. He went, he just bolted. You went the other way. You went the wrong way. Ubaldo says, uh, does Schaefer know about Halsey? Yeah. uh, I know two of her songs. Now or Never, I think, is one of them. Um, Yeah, that's that's a Halsey song. There's another one. They were catchy. I don't know how yeah. I wandered into them, but they were. But that was like she definitely had a moment. That was like 2018. So that was I was I was fading out at that point, but I was able to 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 clean in on that. Tim says Mike makes me feel hip. I learned of Olivia Rodrigo about three months ago on a football message board. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm everyone's dad or grandpa. This is no good. It's like. Thank you, Schaefer. Yeah, I, I appreciate nothing. you not knowing this because I know a little bit more. And I swear it's not an act. Like I just don't. I don't listen to music anymore. I don't. I certainly don't follow anything on Twitter that would lead me down the rabbit holes. I avoid it actively. Um, <laughs> Clearly, there's yeah. no other way that you you could be able to avoid it if it wasn't active. It's the way to live. Halsey also has an NBA Twitter account. Yeah, it's great. Halsey, Halsey, and, Halsey one. and one. Oh, yeah. what's this? She tweets about the Lakers. Like, she does 60 tweets in a game about the Lakers, and then she'll just leave. Hmm. It's actually very entertaining. And it's so, great. but, but, so leave how? But like, she, she just she does, she doesn't tweeting. go on it at all. She has her regular Twitter and then her NBA Lakers oh, Twitter. Yeah, yeah okay. All right. Which I would have never known that the NBA version of Halsey existed. Yeah. But she loves the NBA. And also, I think she has a kid now, so she like tweeted, like, now Halsey and one actually means and one because she, mm. she has a baby. There you go. Does the kid offer thoughts? Rico on and two. So. Yep, Rico and two. I should change my Twitter name. <laughs> you should. And then tweet. Well, you would. I would tweet uh, about the Knicks. Yeah, I already tweeted about, yeah. about the Knicks. I'm going to see much. if it's available. Thank you, Rico. Uh, appreciate that. Pop culture update with, with Rico always important. Uh, let's make the hard transition to Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald, who joins us now on the Honda Flicking Hotline. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. Um, Good week for Nebraska Athletics. (laughs) I'm almost like, okay, where do we start? What's going to happen to... Scott Frost is talking to the media today, so um, I'm not... I I guess 
what do you expect that conversation to be like now that all the events of the last 48 hours have happened? Well, hopefully he's had some time to think about, you know, some of the questions we might ask and, and, uh, and, and reflect on, you know, what obviously was not just a big decision for Trev, but for him, he made choices that, uh, you know, were probably not easy. And that's what we'll talk to him about. Uh, we'll talk to him about those, you know, decisions. And, and uh, you know, he's the one who presented the plan, according to Trev. That's kind of what he told us. Right. And uh, that means that Frost had to think ahead of time about um, what it would look like to be uh, a long-term success at Nebraska. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to overdo the, well, he loves Nebraska so much he would do. Like, I want to hear from him, like, how he processed that. Yeah. Um, yep. There's a lot of us standing on the outside who can obviously see that there was something not right with the offense, but uh, I'll be curious to see what he says if he's able to if he's able to speak if he's able to keep that middle ground between talking way too much about it and then just speaking in cliches. Like you don't want to repeat the statement. You want to be able to say, "Here's here are the things that I feel like we need to get a lot better at really quickly." That may or may not happen in the next two weeks, but this is where we need to go. Um, and hopefully he's able to articulate that. And, and so that'll be some of the questions I think we ask him. And, um, I, hopefully, hopefully we do a good job of asking questions and getting, getting some answers versus, um, you know, lingering too long on, um, certain, certain, uh, you know, sentimental topics. I mean, there's, there's a lot to do here in a short amount of time. So we'll see. Save big on your Memorial day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sam, I... I don't want to speak for everybody in the media, but it felt like it wasn't a huge secretive thing that Nebraska was going to have some offensive staff changes and that those likely could include Greg Austin and Ryan Held, Mario Verduzco. Those positions tended tended to come up a lot. Were you surprised that Matt Lubick was part of this as well? And what does it mean to you that Matt Lubick is also exiting after two years of, of being brought in to sort of help streamline Scott Frost's offense here at Nebraska? Um, I, you know, I, I can't say that I'm stunned from a, uh, from, from a, a wide receivers coach perspective. Uh, clearly that room was up and down, you know, and, and some of the best players weren't consistent. Well, the most talented players weren't consistently on the field and, you know, there's a lot of conversation about, well, they didn't know this route or they didn't know that route. I've been, I've been hearing that for four years. And sooner or later, you have to have somebody who can get in there and, and, and reach the kids. And, um, and I, you know, I think Lubick was hot and cold in that way. Um, you, in theory, you could have kept him and, and got rid of some of the other assistants who I don't know that he always jibed with. Uh, but, you know, I, I also think, there's an understanding that if you're going to have, you know, uh, a head coach who's more of a CEO, you probably need to have a coordinator in there 
who really has the room, yep. uh, and and also can go out and and potentially maybe bring some people aboard that that he likes. Um, so you know, I think Chenander, for example, uh, you know, he 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 helped cobble together his defensive staff, and when it came time to hire a defensive line coach, I I, I know Frost was in on that conversation, but. But, you know, Chenander did a lot of that work himself. And, and you just look at the defensive side of the ball and you say the way those guys operate works for them. And uh, even though offense and defense are a little bit different, I think the egos uh, among offensive coordinators can be pretty high, um, which is just the way it is. I'm not trying to criticize anybody. Um, I think you want to see what the defense is doing and, and, and maybe try to zero in uh, a little bit there. Uh, so, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see what he does. Um, you know, I think that the task is trying to find somebody who can come in and, and do the job at a high level. And, um, there's going to be a lot of names thrown around, and and you can bring in tons of different names. You know, uh, in 2017, Nebraska brought in a name, and it was the worst possible fit. Mm-hmm. So what you have to find is someone who fits Scott, who get, who generates confidence in him, and, you know, gives him a sense of, like, this is where I want things to go and this is how I want things to look. Uh, so that that's what's important. Uh, names are names, but uh, you need people who fit who Scott is, and, and they're giving Scott a chance. It's a one-year – it's kind of a one-year deal, um, let's be honest, but uh, but we'll see where it goes. The fit part of it is interesting to me because, I mean, you've, you've cleared out basically the whole offensive staff at this point with the exception of – of Sean Becton and and Scott Frost is still there. Who's basically, you know, been the kind of offensive coordinator um, since he's been here. Like I'm wondering, does it look stylistically different? Do you think that they want to go far in in that direction? Like turn it over that much? Um, Is that part of what they're looking for? I, I guess I'm curious to, to, see where the search kind of starts and what kind of people they're looking at. Yeah, me too. Um, I think the biggest question that I think about when it comes to this is, do you want to continue to have an offense where there are three plays built into almost every play? Um, I feel like that affected to some degree the offensive line play um, because you have offensive linemen doing things that are Maybe going to maybe going to be germane to the play. Maybe they're not. Um, you know, uh, a lot of subterfuge and misdirection and 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 things like that. And, and then you know, Nebraska had a hard time just lining up and playing football uh, uh, in in a lot of games this season. Like just lining up and let's just run the ball. You go back and watch uh, the first half of the Illinois game, with the exception of that lost fumble you will see a team that is trying very hard to be a specific kind of team. And if you go back and watch it, they didn't run Adrian a lot. They're handing the football off. They're trying, they're trying to get it going with the run, with the run game and the running backs. And, um, and they, you know, then they fell behind 30 to nine and they had to ditch it. And then Adrian runs for a touchdown and he makes some plays. And I think it goes right back to, all right, well, you know, we're just going to have to, we're just going to have to play the Adrian Martinez card over and over and over again. Hmm. And he's going to have to become the offense. Um, then they beat Fordham, and then they beat Buffalo, and then they go to Oklahoma, and Adrian throws for 300 yards or 289 or whatever he did. He's running around, and it looks fun. And you know, it, it just we, we it's talked about it until you're blue in the face um, in the offseason, written about it 
more than a dozen times, if you continue to lean on that one player, specifically him, he's going to get hurt. And so there was this part of me after the Ohio State game that, you know, again, as I'm listening, I, I respect what they're saying. And of course, Adrian's a tough guy. But you, you just almost want to say, we've had this conversation so many times, and I'm not sure why you think this reflects well on you. Because I'm not sure it does. To say, well, he's been hurt, and he had a bunch of injuries. Yeah, well, that's been true for four years. Right. Because you can't. You can't keep him upright because you keep leaning on him to do a bunch of things. And you're throwing in the first plays of the game. And you're trying, you know, like you're doing all these things. And and so, like, the biggest question for the offense is, can they stop hitting that button of quarterback, 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 RPO, 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 and can they just run? Can they just run more plays that are where the offensive line does what it's supposed to do and the running backs do what they're supposed to do and the wide receivers and the quarterbacks and all the rest? Um, that's going to be a big challenge for Frost because the way that he has, the way that he's designed, the way that they run their offenses, it's multiple on every play, and and that's going to be challenging. But he's got a lot of data now that says we lean on our quarterbacks too much because they get hurt, and then we lose games because they're hurt. You know all those things. So that to me is the biggest question: is whether or not they can they can they can walk away from running the quarterback eighteen or nineteen times in a game. Sam, I, I think you were you were involved in in the conversation that Scott Frost had at the after the 2020 season before 2021, talking yeah. about giving Matt Lubick more responsibility, taking stuff off his plate. I don't think it happened at all in in this season. I feel like it. So I guess I sort of have this like gnawing thought in my head. Why would we believe that a guy, when given every opportunity in the past to move stuff off his plate? to narrow his focus on other things, to be a CEO, would do it in a year in which it's generally regarded as a make-or-break deal. Like, I just, I think it sounds really good to say that Scott Frost is going to be a CEO, but there's nothing I've seen in practice that makes me think, and I don't mean literal practice, but right. um, that makes me think he's capable or willing to do that. Great question. I think it's one of the key questions. Um the, the only thing I can cite as a possibility is there is now an external there's an external uh, force working on it, and that's Trev Alberts. And I don't, you know, this is a two man deal here. This is this is not uh, just one guy. I think anymore, Trev's heavily involved. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he's talking to him for two or three hours on Sundays. And I think um, there's a sense that. Trev had been here a couple of years ago. Maybe this would this wouldn't be where it is right now, hmm. um, and that um, you know that Frost has a lot to learn. And you know, again, Trev Alberts is, is is interesting in the sense that uh, he he did not have a lot of interest in leaving UNO, and so never really went a lot of other places, and so didn't often work with football coaches or anything like that, but. But, you know, had very deep, uh, lasting connections in the Omaha community with, with huge leaders in that community, Walter Scott being, you know, the late Walter Scott being one of them. Um, and so what I think what Trev would tell you and, and has told me is, you know, Nebraska's whatever over the last 15 years allowed UNO to, 
to really build these relationships with, with business leaders. And through that, he was able to learn a lot about leadership and just about how people do things and why they do them. And, and to hear uh, Trev kind of talk about um, being able to take complex issues and sort of boil them down, I think, I think that's probably some, some of what you're going to see um, with, with Frost. I, I'll say this for Scott. And, you know, I don't say this lightly. I, I think he's been better in the press conferences this year, uh, even though they've been losing. Um, I think he's been better. I think he's answered questions uh, a little bit better. Um, I think that uh, – and, and, and I think there have been things within the operation of, 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 uh, of the game where he's operating a little bit better. So, you know, Chase Contreras, I think, missed a field goal the, the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Scott's tendency at times is to kind of crouch down and, you know, kind of isolate himself when those kind of things happen. And after the first miss, he was up and he was, you know, he was over with Chase and all that. Like, I think those things are starting to come along. It seems sort of, I don't know what you want to call it, something that we're discussing, you know, growth being clapping, you know, for a guy after he misses a field goal. But yeah. I do think there's a sense that Trev wants this to work. I think there's a sense that there's a good potential in Frost to make it work and and he's going to work on him pretty hard i think over the next year or so um they're 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 similar in some ways and very different in other ways and trev is very different from bill moose in a lot of ways um you know some of the things that he said and done already are just so different from from you know the last ad and 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 honestly different from sean eichhorst eichhorst may have had the ideas but he couldn't articulate them so you know there there's just a lot there's a lot of movement going on, and uh, it won't just be in football. I, I, I can tell you that they, they've looked, they're looking closely at a lot of programs. I think Will Bolt's baseball team um, is a template that they like, and they're, they're excited. That might be one of the programs, and John Cook's volleyball team, those are probably the two programs on campus where they're like, look, they're, work, they're operating at a high level over there. What are they doing right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then, of course, wrestling, Gary Pepin, and the bowling team and all that, but if you're just talking about high-level, you know, high-profile sports, baseball and volleyball, I think all the other teams got to prove something. Uh, that includes the basketball team. Uh, you know, I can make an argument that, that that loss last night was as bad as anything Nebraska football has done this year. Yeah. And uh, it, it not, not just in the fact that they lost, but the way that the game played out and how you had a group of players on the floor who did not seem to embody at all what, what Hoiberg wants. And the fact that uh, there was a guy, there were two guys who were playing their first career games for Nebraska who took 50% of the shots um, sort of just speaks to, well, whatever was going on here before, we're not, we're not continuing that. And these two guys are just going to play. And they made some great plays, to be clear. But, uh, but that was as bad as anything we've seen from Nebraska football this year. I mean, that was the first half against Minnesota for sure. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody, I think everybody involved with, with Nebraska athletics is, is has has already had to step their game up, or they're going to have their game stepped up for. Good, <laughs> that's probably good news for everybody. Uh, all right, um, Sam, we'll let you go. Thanks, and we'll talk to you later. Take care, Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. That's you know, that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just a lot, a lot in there. I'm really curious what Scott Frost will end up talking about here today um i would imagine there'll be a fair amount of questions about what he wants his involvement in the offense to be in the future i'm curious uh i'd like to hear something about the plan too the plan remember the plan maybe he'll pass out binders and you'll be disappointed that you won't be there to get one
maybe I'll somebody can email it to me or email you the binder. Yeah, I'll print it out and you know they just scan it in, make PDF for you. That makes sure. sense. You know, whatever works. But I'd I'd love to I'd love to know and understand it. We'll take a quick break. Uh, your guys' thoughts on that? We'll we'll maybe um, continue on that a little bit. What Sam was talking about there. Up next on Happer and Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.